culture. Some organizations have good ones, some don't. But exactly how does a C-suite leader help shape their corporate culture? Sophie Beishu says behavior drives culture. The, the realization on each one of us is that this is very difficult. That to live a behavior every day is an enormous uh, energy commitment. Hi, this is Irene Silber with the Vanguard Network. Sophie Beishu is an executive vice president of operations with Philips. She believes there are five behaviors needed for operational success. Ken Banta, the founder and principal of the Vanguard Network, sat down with her to find out what they are. You've said uh, that you like to put a big focus on behavior and uh, that behaviors are what often matter, especially in very large organizations where you can't keep an eye on everyone. You need to have a shared set of behaviors. Uh, I think as you were saying, uh, it's what you're doing when people aren't watching. Uh, how do you uh, get that to happen across uh, an organization? How do you go about getting that to happen across an organization? Well, I think the reflection we had was first, what, <clears throat> what are those behaviors that matter? Mm -hmm. So you need to look at, um, look at that first. And then for those behaviors that matter, where or how do you define mastery? And how to define stages of maturity? But what would mastery look like? Um, not by your own um, establishment, because I think it's probably too optimistic most of the time, but look at uh, other companies. We spend a lot of time as a management team looking at um, other companies would demonstrate this type of behaviors and therefore then establishing those stages of mastery and try to position ourselves in those uh, in those positions. Uh, the, the realization on each one of us is that this is very difficult, that to live a behavior every day is an enormous uh, energy commitment because you can actually go back to uh, your old self before. And um, the role modeling that you do is very critical because letting go on um, focus on the customer, letting go on quality, letting go on integrity, even small pieces, right, can be detrimental. Uh, let me give you an example. One day I was in a conversation and somebody said, well, our CEO is visiting this customer, we need to make things right. And I was thinking, you should have jumped in right there and said, making things right is the right thing to do, regardless of who visits. So those <laughs> little moments in the mirror, where even when you want to be the, the role model, show that it takes, uh, it takes energy at every turn of a, of a crank. So not, uh, not obvious, not easy but clearly where we want to get to, because if you can all, all behave the same way, you get to a much more common understanding of how we do things together towards what goal. So, as I said, behaviors drive culture and culture drive performance. And uh, what uh, are a, an example or two of behaviors that you see as very important or that the, the organization sees as very important to success? Well, we've defined five um, really behaviors, values, customer first, 
which was essentially new for us. Um, not that it wasn't there, but it wasn't there as explicitly mm-hmm. as it is. And I find the extreme value <laughs> of his behavior um, that it forces us to look outside. And therefore, um, you take the high road and you can really unite people around the customer, much more so. Then it's quality and integrity always. Uh, and quality and integrity have got to work together, right? Because you don't want to repeat the Kubi steel or the uh, Volkswagen diesel issues, right? It's quality and integrity, so you do the right thing uh, always. Um, team up, um, team up to win, because in a large company, uh, the capabilities are always in very different positions. So you cannot succeed on your own, and how you get that team to win is uh, is critical. Take ownership to deliver fast. That's a that's another big one because again, in a matrix environment, you can always lose the accountability. So, regardless of uh, of the matrix, if what is at stake matters, you should take ownership. So, how do you do that? And then eager to improve and to inspire because we need to take people forward to be the best they can be. So those are our five, and uh, really trying to shape the organization this way. One last thing, uh, organizations uh, find it relatively easy to celebrate successes, uh, but as we know, uh, very often you need uh, things that don't work uh, a few times in order to get to the success. In a big organization, how, is it possible, and, and how do you uh, get a culture of accepting the right kind of failure or learning from failure versus uh, uh, saying that that meant a personal failure. I would say in my previous life, I have more examples. In today, Phillips, um, I think I'm at that stage where there are a couple of things that I want to turn off because they haven't yielded as everybody would have liked them to yield. Um, and to be honest, I don't have the experience of having done that with a celebration, right? Because a lot of the people I've started to talk to about that are more nose bent, saying, "Look, it, it didn't, it, it's on me." And I want to try to separate that. Um, on the other hand, I've, I've launched an experiment at the beginning of a year, and it was all shrouded as an experiment. So if this one fails. Um, I think it'd be a lot easier to distance people from the failure itself, not uh, s- preventing us from doing cause. And by the way, I expect, I hope it uh, succeeds. We've done everything for it. But it'd be easier because it's something that I started and therefore I know how I shrouded it. When somebody else starts something and you have to say, well, maybe not, uh, that's, I find it a little harder. And maybe one actual last question. Uh, when you think of your own uh, career as a leader and your development, what's been the most important factor or what's been the thing that you've learned that was uh, most important to success as a leader for yourself? I think the most important is the one I'm not good at, which is to build organizational capability. And this because I probably am very at ease with ambiguity, or at least it doesn't scare the heck out of me. And therefore, sometimes I don't realize the value of clarity for an organization to really work 
at its full power. And so that is the, that I think I've seen the value of, and it's probably the point that I get to the latest when I should take this one on the first. So that's a different way to talk about success. <laughs> well, self-awareness is a big part of success. So uh, uh, Sophie Bishop from uh, Phillips, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. That was Ken Banta of the Vanguard Network talking with Sophie Beishu, an executive vice president with Phillips. Podcasts like this are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber. Thanks for listening.